listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. pushing boundaries but you know which every monday we do current affairs we do politics and as i promised earlier on that we will be doing that again uh if you remember the previous hour uh we're in conversation with the mayor from uh chief albert Tuli in pomalang now um i have uh young lions vibrant young people in Midrand, um, we have uh, old brother Lelitu, or should I say leadership Lelitu, <laughs> from XNSA, and we also have um, Ufunix uh, Mutari from ANC Youth League. Uh, they are both from Midrand, or should I say, uh, according to municipality, uh, I would say Region A, yeah, because that's where they're coming from. So. We want to talk about politics and young people. Uh, when you check the stats, as far as um, IEC is concerned, uh, young people did not vote in numbers. Yet, young people are the ones that are high in numbers. But now, the question is, is politics still relevant to young people? And if politics is still relevant to young people, what are the things that are there for young people. Um, sometimes young people will tell you that we've tried to do whatever that is expected out of us from the political point of view. Uh, you'll have situations where they will tell you this, we're doing campaigns and everything. And when those of opportunities comes, Brother Lili to Uzavela, Apuke Pass, from Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape Hind. So because is So now Bezela. Yet Umabati Umsevins. We need people to soldiers to go and do campaigns and everything. We know Guti, you'll go next door. You know there's a young person there. You go there. There are a number of issues. But is politics still relevant to young people? I'll start with you, Brother Lelitu. Is politics still relevant? Uh, good evening, Brother Masuku. Uh, and I would also like to extend my sincere greetings to my brothers and sisters in studio and also to the listenership of Hope Alive radio station. Mm. Well, uh, Brother Masuku, to be honest, ne, young people are demonstrating high levels of apathy when it comes to participating in politics generally or when it comes to voting. Why? Because of they are of the view that the current dynamics of politics are not making any meaningful contribution or changes into their lives. Yes. For example, why should I be voting as a young South African if ever the burden of unemployment continues unabated? Those are the questions that uh, most young people ask themselves. Mm. You know, we are having a high unemployment rate that is increasing year by year. Uh, from where I'm sitting, the, the, unemployment rate, uh, the unemployment rate, particularly for young people, 
it is sitting at around 35%. Mm. And in, 20, in 2011, according to the Labour Quarterly Survey Force, the unemployment rate was sitting at around 34%. Yes. So if ever our votes as young people do not translate to service delivery, mm -hmm. they sometimes see that no, there's no need for us to be voting. But I would like to make a clarion call uh, to our young people that we are always being told that we are the future. Yes. But the future is now. Mm. If we don't participate in politics, our future will be doomed. The actions and choices that we make today, they will determine the next 40 or 50 years of our lifetime. If we are going to fold our arms and say, no, the current government that is led by the ANC is not making any changes, we will equally be contributing to the decadence politically and socially that are taking place in our society. So I'm kindly calling upon the young people to say, let us participate in the future that we want to see. You see, th the future, when you look at the word future, it basically means time ahead. Mm -hmm. Time ahead is in, is in a similitude of a woman who is waiting to be impregnated by the actions and choices that we make today. Okay. That the woman who must be impregnated must be impregnated by the actions that we take today so that when delivery comes tomorrow, we are not surprised by the outcomes or results uh, that we get. So I would like to kindly call upon our young people to say, young people, let us vote. I know that the current-led uh, ANC government, it is not sponsoring any motivation for us to vote, honestly speaking. There is poor service delivery for, for, for where I'm coming from where I'm coming in region in Tatemasuk, mm. from Ward 77 up to Ward 133. Mm. You will never arrive to a ward whereby there is there are no potholes. You will never move from Ward 77 to Ward 133 without any heavy leaking uh, sewage. So when these social ills are plaguing our societies it becomes very difficult for us as young people to vote. Why? Because of we feel as if voting for us does not bear in any fruitful results uh, for a lack of a better way. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you, um, Phoenix. Um, same question to say, do we still see young people being interested in politics? Um, because also to say, don't try to attempt to respond to what he was saying. Uh, I, I, we will get to that because for me, there are other issues that need to be addressed before we can go to the issue of the government, before we go to the issue of who's doing what. For example, some of you uh, mocked uh, Dr. Aaron Mzualid when he was saying, yes, we will take away the foreigners, but help us because the big rooms that you have are the one that are the contributing factor to this. And uh, for example, who is doing that? None. Um, you have a situation where, like you mentioned, the issue of sewers and everything. When the town planning put things in, in, in place, they say an RTP house is a house of five, hold, uh, five, five, five people. Now you extend, you don't inform the, the, the municipality. And also you inform the municipality they take time to, 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 to upgrade. At the same time, the very same transformer, uh, let's say 300 kilowatts, it's meant for five households. 
you extend rooms, now you don't inform the municipality. At the same time, who are we blaming? We still blame the community, the, the, the government, but yet we're not doing anything. I'm not trying to defend the government. I'm trying to position the government anyway. So, Phoenix, young people, Midland in particular, we have a lot of scholar camps. We have a lot of young people who are crying for development. Um, if you remember, you will have your sport grounds. Uh, where, like, let's talk about the Maten. There was a ground. Uh, it's now uh, JP Mataban. You have go to Kalfantin. Um, there was a sport ground, which is now Sedilaka, uh, and also uh, part of Kalfantin High. There are a lot of places where we're supposed to have development, but it did not happen. And then development that will address the, the crisis that young people are faced with. Uh, it did not happen. You have your, 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 from Ebony Park up to Kalfantin. When you check according to the ICC numbers, we need to have a multi-purpose center. There's nothing like that. So what are the things that you guys are doing in terms of trying to conscientize, trying to make young people be interested in politics? Um, yeah, let me give you the opportunity. Okay. <coughs> Thanks, Babu Masuku. Um, Good evening to, to, to the listeners at home. As you've indicated that my name is Phoenix Mutadi. Um, Luke Ndate Masuku. There is a saying that says there is no revolution without young people. Yes. And as we are currently looking at the outcomes of the ruling party, which is the ANC, mm. um, all the regional conferences, the, uh, the provincial conferences, the outcome of the leadership has a mixture of young people. Yes. Because we are preparing for that future. Mm -hmm. um, as you look at the, the mayoral committee of Johannesburg, we have a mixture of young MMCs that are in the committee mm. because we are seeing as the agency that we need to renew the organization. And by doing that, we are in a, a, a very critical stage whereby young people are on social media. They can see... Um, everything and anything that is happening around their municipalities. Yes. Therefore, it means you need to be in a position whereby you can be able to relate to their cries on a daily basis. Mm. You go to the provincial um, legislature. The ANC itself has a mixture, a lot of young people. Um, the MEC, the MECs around around Gauteng, uh, uh, there are, if not three, four okay, of three. them that are young. Very vibrant. Former leaders of the ANC UCLIC. Yes. The ANC UCLIC is currently in a, a stage whereby it's reviving itself mm -hmm. in a form of NTT, a PTT, RTT, and ZTT. Mm. We are trying to revive the UCLIC so that we claim our space as the UCLIC to make sure that we are rallying young people behind the banner of the ANC. Mm. And by doing that, going back to your question, we, we, we are having things that we are doing, and I think the only mistake that we are doing is not to, popular, uh, to publish them. The, our people in our communities are not well aware in terms of what we are doing, and that's where we are lacking, mm. because the media will never go on the ground and publish the good work that we are doing, but they will only take the wrongs that you are doing. Look, um, I attended a program today whereby a young person came and said, um, 
there is a program that is called GCRA in Gauteng mm. that is giving young people bursaries mm. each and every year. Mm. And that young person came and said, I'm currently a student in UJ. I'm benefiting from that program. Mm. And I'm sure, Babumasu uh, maybe it's the, for the first time you hear about this program. Mm. So there are, there, are, there are opportunities that are out there that we're just not making uh, them to be known. So, and I think that's where we lack as the ANC mm. to make sure that our good work as the ruling party are being noticed. Thanks. So, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And then you at home, you can still engage with us. Uh, our WhatsApp line is 067 Send us a voice note or a text. We are also there on Facebook, Hope Alive Radio Station. Now, tweet us corner, Hope Alive underscore radio. Even now, Insta, Hope Alive Radio Station. Silapo. So, guys. I hear what you're saying, both of you. And the, 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 the challenge that I have is this. Um, as much as we have the mixture of government, as I'll speak to you as young people, because the leadership of both of the organization that you're presenting, at times they have too much to say, but whatever that they are saying does not translate to the challenges that a young person is facing at the grassroots level. So now, with that, you have a lot of young people who are sitting doing nothing. At the same time, how do we conscientize our parents who are putting us in these challenges that we face with today? Right now, you go to Tutugan. Um, there's a ESCOM line there. Our old people have put checks. And when you check, most of these people are foreign nationals. They don't have documentation. What is the view of young people in relation to that? Because truth be told, if all these people that are in squatter camps, I'm not saying that all people that are in squatter camps are not South Africans. And one thing for sure that I know of, I was once part of the program of trying to help people moving out of squatter camps to go to, uh, to the RTP houses. You will have Masugu go to a house in Kalfantin, selling it, go back to squatter camp. So now, do we have mechanism as young people to say when this program we are faced with, this is how we're going to tackle it. The challenges that we have in the housing department, the challenges that we have in the sporting department, the challenges that we have in education. Like, um, this, I, I, I laughed when I heard about this, the, the issue of hair saloons and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 like, can we introduce hair saloons at this point in time? Instead of introducing, anticipating the coding projects and everything, something that will, will speak to the current situation and the future, you see. So with these challenges that we have, what is the view of you guys as young people? <coughs> like, if I were to say, uh, like SRC. What are your five key points that will change, make change the situation? That's 
because at the end of the day, as much as we want to change them, also, how do we find exp those things find expression in the policies and, and, and uh, of our organizations? Because we can good uh, say anything good now, everything it's it's fine. But now, when it's coming to the policies of the organization, now the organization says one, two, three. Uh, what's the wh wh what are those things that you want to see, and then how are you going to make it a point that you implement those things? Okay. And go sit down for that question. Uh, what we need to do, and Masuk, is that we need to strengthen our migration laws and policies. Mm. You know, we need to strengthen our borders because of most of the illegal migrants uh, that have come to South Africa, they came through our borders. Yes. Uh, to be honest. So if we were to put tight measures in our borders and uh, try by all means to see to it that the legislative and policy framework that is uh, governing immigration is, uh, is adhered to by our officials, mm. I think we'll be in a better position. That's number one. And uh, we cannot run away from the fact that South Africa is part of the global community. Yes. Uh, we are living in a democratic dispensation whereby we are a community within a community. Mm. We cannot factor that out. In South Africa is a member state of the African Union. Yes. And uh, these illegal foreign nationals, uh, f from where they come from, they are presidents, they, they, they serve uh, I in those uh, international EU, bodies. Yes. Yes, uh, such as your EU, United Nations, and so on. Mm. So what we'll need to do, Ndatematon, Ndatemasuk, uh, mm. sorry, is mm. that the, the it will need an intergovernmental or an interministerial approach whereby we will be having the Department of Housing, mm -hmm. we'll be having the Department of uh, Economic Development. Yes. We'll be having the Department of uh, Home Affairs mm. and other key departments, such as the uh, Department of Social Development. Yes. This intergovernmental approach, for example, the, the Department of Home Affairs will need to see to it that each and every illegal foreigner who is in our country must go back to his or her own country and sort out the documentation. Yes. Yes. Uh, our position as Action SA is, the, you know, we are being labeled as a party that is xenophobic, uh, Afrophobic, and so on. No, we are not xenophobic. All we are saying is that let us enter South Africa with proper documents. Okay. Th that's all our call. Mm. You are welcome to South Africa whenever you are, pro you, you are uh, producing legal documents. Mm. That's our call. So it will need to start by ensuring that each and every illegal foreigner goes back to his or her country of origin and sort out his, his documentation. Yes. Then the Department of Housing will come, will come in this way. Each and every individual who will be staying in that squalor or informal segment, we will need to see to it that those individuals are given a land somewhere, mm. a vacant land. Mm. We, are, we are not promoting uh, a legal land invasion. Mm. That process will be with the confinements of the Constitution of Republic of South Africa 
1996. Yes. To see to it that as we are busy dealing with this process, there are individuals who will be kept somewhere. Whilst they are busy staying there, we will try by, uh, the government will try by all means to put services temporarily whilst we are busy on the other side building uh, RDPs for them. You, you mean the foreign nationals? Yes, but after they have sorted out their documentation. But, okay, with that, um, I, I've been in Mozambique. I've been in Zimbabwe. Um, as much as South Africa belongs to the global community, when you go like when you go to America, <coughs> it's America first, Americans first. When you go to Zimbabwe, they will ask you a question. Good, if you mess up here, Zimbabwe belongs to the Zimbabweans. They don't say Zimbabwe belongs to everyone who lives in it. So if we were to use the approach of saying, I'm not promoting any fight, but if you were to use the approach of saying we belong to a global commu community, yet when they are in their countries, it's a different matter. Why us? Okay. You see that Masugune, an eye for an eye turns the whole world blind. As South Africans... So are you saying South Africans must suffer? No, I'm coming to that point. Let me explain it to okay. you. Later, ne? As South Africans, we believe in the spirit of Ubuntu. Okay. I'm not saying in order of priority, we oh, should okay. first cater for... Uh, our our African brothers and sisters. Mm. I, I would be hypocritical if I were to say uh, my brother who is a, a, shek, a, shek, a shek dweller yeah, somewhere yes. in Tipsluti must must continue being a shek, shek dweller whilst a, 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 a legal a Zimbabwe national will be staying in an RTP house. That's not what I'm saying, Katimasuk. But after removing those people from those informal settlements mm. and, so, and after they have sorted out their documentation, when, when they come back, where, where should they go? You see, what is happening right now in Zimbabwe? Mm. If we are not careful enough, it will happen in South Africa. Because of what is happening in Zimbabwe, it's a culmination of a disaster in political leadership. So, Rather than judging Zimbabwe, let us learn from the mistakes that were made by political leaders in Zimbabwe because of, God forbid, but if we are not careful enough, we might go through the, ex through the same experience that Zimbabwe went through. And then tomorrow, we might find ourselves refuge in other countries. Would it be fair for those countries to kick us out? We, we must okay. be very careful of that. But, uh, uh, okay, when it's coming to that issue, I, yes. I, I have a different point of view. Yes. Because um, the fact of the matter is, when you put sanctions to people, simply because they don't buy to your agenda, then you put a narrative for people to believe Guti, uh, a particular leader was corrupt, a particular leader was wrong, yet you were trying to advance your, your, your narrow uh, uh, interest. Because my understanding is that if people were fair and we had, maybe the challenge is that we don't have our own media. If we had our own media, we will go back and check the agreement that Britain made to Mkabe. And when Tony Blair came into play and say I was not there, then they made Mugabe to be something else because they have, like, right now, 
the issue between NATO and, and, and Russia. They are portraying uh, uh, Putin as the devil. Yet they, they know that they are the ones who are corrupt. And now the world now is angry at Putin because that's the narrative that has been put or the perspective that is, we've been given. Instead of us understanding, going deeper to understand what is the, the, the rationale behind this. So I, I, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to bring here is that um, let alone the issues of sanctions and everything, let us not be, let us not find ourselves in a position where we, as much as we're trying to elaborate issues, but at the same time, based on the decisions that are made to, um, to favor a particular individual. You see, uh, for example, people complained when presi former President Zuma was talking about the, 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 the nuclear. Somewhere last month, energy experts were saying we needed to go to nuclear. And I'm like, the very same people who are saying this today are saying it. And now, the question is, who was saying that? If it was say, said by somebody else, the world would have clapped. So at the end of the day, we missed the opportunity of advancing good things for the country because issue masuk, and then everybody believed because issue masuk it's wrong. Because Mugabe did not want to bow down, they then push the agenda that they wanted to push. And then they sanctioned Zimbabwe. But I'm not trying to protect him, Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay, Bob Masuku. You, you, you know, Bob Masuku, um, the, the difficulties of us being in, a, in, in power as the ANC is that everything you touch is who said what. Mm. Firstly, I need to start with this thing of foreigners. Um... I'm sorry to say this, but these people are collapsing our system. They, they started with, with health. Now they are, start they are coming for education. Mm. And it's very bad because in the educational field, that's where we need to build our young people. Mm. Look, as, 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 as Gauden government, the Department of Education is trying by all means to prepare young people as early as high school. That's why you are having schools that are, are being... Uh, uh, launched around the province as 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 um, uh, uh, specialization schools, you are having uh, schools of 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 of, of um, uh, aviation. Mm. You are having a school of uh, BM motors in in Roslin. But once these foreigners are tapping into that space, they are now disturbing the process of government to making sure that our young people in South Africa are benefiting. Let me go back to Ivory Park, where we are coming from, both Mina and Olelitu. There are people that are staying just at the river bank. Yes, mm. too. Yes. You see, the, the, the painful part about that, 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 that community around that river bank is that a certain politician is using those people as the advantage yaki. And I don't want to mention the political party. Now, as the ANC, once we start ignoring those people who are being mentioned as a political party that is not giving people a service delivery, mm. you go to a squatter camp 
but it will improve. That thing is just a political setup. Because you go there, you find half of those people are foreigners. Mm. And the ANC is expected to give those people service. service delivery. Now, the question is that now, we're going back to the question of saying, who should we prioritize as the government? They let you spoke about uh, foreigners that are documented to get houses. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, how are we going to do that as the government? Because we are currently struggling with to keep up with our own people in South Africa. Mm. Now, uh, you are having young people that are coming in this country and they're expected to go to the sc to school. Mm. If they are not going to the school, the NC is not delivering. Mm. Now, I'm saying we need to be able to account to, to each and every person that is in South Africa. Mm. During apartheid, our fallen heroes, they knew Uguti Ulele Tungiskate saw when he's in Zimbabwe. He was not just roaming around. Leletu mm. was supposed to say, Wuti, Kempton Park. So if you're going to get these people roaming around Johannesburg, today Johannesburg, it seems a very scary place because of them. Mm. Now I'm saying, let them go back, come back, so that we are able to account for them. We know. And each and every foreigner, when he finds access to our medical centers, his or her country need to pay for those bills. Mm. When a, a Zimbabwean comes to South Africa, and he, he gained access to Umkele Comprehensive School. Mm. That particular learner, the country of his or her birth, needs to pay for those services. Mm -hmm. Because right now, Babamasu, we are finding a space whereby we, everything that we are trying to touch it can't turn into gold because we are having a burden of these foreigners and we need to cater for them. Because if you don't cater for them, someone will come and say, we are African, we are brothers and sisters. Mm. And that's why I'm saying this is a political setup. So how do we move out, guys? Uh, as, as young people, you are young people. Um, your peers out there are complaining. I asked the question to say, Maybe if you have a five point or five key points that you need to share with young people. Soon enough, I believe that HNSA will be li uh, launching a, 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 a young uh, a, a youth organization. Um, yes, we still you still under the, the the coordinating team and everything. I believe you will have somebody young. But what will make that particular person to to join you? Same applies to you. Uh, you, you, you. You are in Metro and you are here in uh, Ivory Park. What will make that young person? Uh, chances are there would maybe somewhere you'll be one of the leaders in the uh, maybe leading young people in the city of Joburg, uh, Region 8, maybe being the chairperson or secretary. And then we have young people um, who are roaming around. They have lost hope. How do you make them believe instead of selling them the dream but giving them the reality? Some of us, we, when if you, uh, uh, the, the late mantra, if you remember, some yeah, of us, yeah. we used to spend time at the yes. center um, acting. Uh, that's where we come from. We've been, and you'll have young people who will create an, an environment for, for, for us to say if it's not acting, uh, it will be soccer. If it's not soccer, um, 
it, it was nice back then. So, you guys, what are you doing for these young people? I, I, I'll, I'll start with, with, with Lily. I'll come to you. Okay, thanks, Tatema Suku. Before I answer your question, no? mm. I would like to buttress a bit uh, on the last point that was made by my dear brother. No? Mm. It is not uh, a secret that most of the illegal foreign nationals who are occupying RTP houses, as we are speaking, mm. the, the RTP houses that they are occupying, they were handed over to them on a silver platter by world councillors. It's not a secret. Okay. It's not a secret. Uh, last year, when we were busy campaigning, no, mm. we discovered a lot of things. You know, that most of the people who are occupying RTP houses, particularly in Ward 133, it's illegal foreigners. And uh, when Which is, where is Ward 133? Ward 133 is around uh, Ivory Park Police Station. Okay. Yes. And uh, we were told that, you know, we were uh, campaigning. They told us that, no, uh, so, 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 and so made a, a deal with a particular councillor for us to get this RTP house. It, it is, it is, is well it, known. Is it, is it, is it true? It, it's true. Because uh, you know where I, where I want to come? Yes. Um, I, wa was, I was once involved in this kind of a situation. Um, if you remember, um, if you know now what uh, it's, it's part of what, is part of what, what triple one, uh, it was what, 92 back then? Yeah. Your 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 Calfantine, it's Calfantine, uh, Ebony Park, um, Allendale. Uh, Back then, it was uh, it was uh, I think the border was uh, country view, uh, not vague, not country vague, view. Yeah. And at that particular time, the ward councillor was from another political party. And I I laughed the other day when this kind of uh, argument came into play. And I asked a question, and because the person did not know who I am, I'm like, but let's go to house number one, and then check who belongs to that, uh, who, who is the owner of that particular house. And uh, the person, like, you, saw, you know some politicians, he was arrogant. And I was like, I'm, I'm not talking things that I don't know. Let me ask one of these people here, who am I? They will tell you. And I was, I was trying to put a point to say, the minute you, 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 you don't acknowledge your mistakes and you want to point a finger to somebody else, yet you have your own things. And uh, sometimes, as much as you do that, people will come with things to say, since uh, and uh, to be honest with you, that will sell fast. Only to find out what the indule was tengel. I remember there was a guy who accused me of of chowing the the money of an organization because he was under the impression that organization giving us money, and I'm like, can you bring it? Let me see. And it was not true. So I'm I'm, I'm not trying to dispute what you're saying, but all I'm saying is that let us be careful to say uh, we, if we have evidence. All good and well. But sometimes people will say things and only to find out good. That's what not the person said. Okay. And that's what 
I'm not venturing in any uh, smear political campaign okay. against any political party. Okay. What I'm telling you is not something that I studied from a particular <laughs> study or from a particular survey. Mm. It's something that you've seen. I'm a ground soldier that uh, Masuku. Yes. Last year alone, no? mm. there is a word cancer in Region A. Mm. You know, for purposes of protecting other people's uh, identity, mm. I won't reveal the name of that cancer. No? Mm. We're having a case number against that cancer mm. who, is who is selling RTP houses. Yes. So what I'm telling you, it is not just cunningly device feeding. It's the truth. Going back to your question. Uh, but maybe before you go further, yes. because now uh, the narrative that normally people have is when there's a tender, they will say you cancel out the tender, mm. only to find out the counselor does not even sit on the tender board. A, as a word counselor, you are given a company, mm. a contractor to say this is the company that will work in your ward. As far as the RTP houses are concerned, the counselor might have an influence but the Department of Housing is the one that's issuing out uh, uh, the title deeds and the keys and everything. So are we saying from the councillor to the Department of Housing that's the line of march? You see, I won't be able to navigate the dynamics that lead to that particular outcome. But what I'm telling you is something that <laughs> I see at face value. I'm not a private investigator, so okay. I, I don't want uh, to compromise myself but what i can tell you here and now is that there are a lot of shenanigans that are taking place in local government okay. last year alone in ward 103 mm. there is a, a councillor who started a, a, a road a construction project just two weeks before the local government election Mm. From where I'm sitting I can take you to Ivory Park and that Masuk mm. that project has been put on hold as we are speaking. Mm. So wha 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 what do you what do you call that? Mm. Yes. So going back to your question in Tate Masuku, no? Action SA ne? it believes in economic prosperity. Hence I've alluded earlier on that one of the challenges that are plaguing our young people, it's the high levels of unemployment. Mm. You know, unemployment by default, it leads to poverty. And mm. you know that poverty can take away a man's dignity. Mm. So as Action SA, <coughs> we are going to develop when we're in government because of uh, there's only so much we can do outside mm. government. But when we're in government, we're going to develop public employment programs. Okay. Public employment programs have the power of alleviating poverty mm. at a greater scale. Okay. These public employment programs are going to be run at a national, provincial, and local government level. Yes. We are going to task each and every metropolitan each and every metropolitan municipality, district, and local municipality to see to it that such programs are run effectively. Mm. That's number one. Number two, as Action SA, we want to remove these draconian laws and policies that are stopping uh, companies from drawing. You know, if I ever I want to develop a mining company, mm. you know that it can take me five to six years to get a mining license. Yes. So that delay alone has deprived 
uh, community 15,000 job opportunities, which is the current reality that we are facing. That's number one. Number two, hence our country is relying on a public-private partnership. We must amend the Public Procurement Preferential Framework Act, which is the PPFA, mm. in order for a company to do a government with the state. There is a certain number of years and experience that you need to acquire. Mm. And uh, honestly speaking, that law, it is not in touch with the current reality that we are facing. Mm. For example, I'm sure it took you a lot of time to, de uh, to construct or develop this studio. Mm. Let us put finances alone, the government processes that you needed to follow in order to see to it that this studio is established. So we want to cut away that uh, unnecessary red tape that is delaying progress in South Africa. To be honest, in South Africa, we, we have good ideas, but those good ideas are delayed by the internal administrative processes. Is it, is it, is it an issue of, of, of the ruling party or is it an issue of personnel? Because one thing that I've realized, it's, it's, it's not about the issue of uh, a particular ruling party. You'll have your turnaround strategy of, let's say, but it's a, t a, it's a turnaround strategy of 42 hours. Now, Bomasugu, who are supposed to do that, receive a call from Lelitu, who's a friend, to say, Masugu, uh, I need a favor. Uh, please take me somewhere. Uh, there's something urgent. I drive to that particular place. Instead of reporting uh, 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 or reporting to where I'm supposed to report, because most of the time, uh, if I were to be found wrong, we, as the country, we are no, we, 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 I think we have only 2% of patriotic South Africans, patriotic citizens. The laws that you're talking about, we, as personnel, we need to see to it that are happening. But how many of us are taking bribe? How many of us are bribing to get things? And at the same time, we want to put laws. Okay. You see? Okay. Yeah. Okay, in you have mentioned a bribe. No? You see, in order for us as a country to avoid a, a situation whereby we need to bypass certain administrative processes mm. by paying bribes. Do, do you know why most people pay bribes? It's because of they want to bypass the process. It's as simple as that. How so? You see, if ever ne, uh, I went to the mid-range uh, license testing center, ne, mm. let's say maybe I arrived, the license open testing center opens around 9, mm. and I arrived at around 10, mm. and they are closing at 11. Mm. Instead of having to stand in that queue, I'd rather pay the official inside to bypass that process of having to stand in the so now it's about the issue of personnel. It's, it's both, you know, because of, you know why I'm, I'm paying a bribe, you know? It's because of I know that whatever I need to do, it must be, in, it must be coherent with the law and police, right? It, it, it's, it's a bit of both, you know? When it comes to laws, or, or let me say, when it comes to policies, you know, the admin process, it is very cumbersome. Mm. 
I honestly don't want to align. And the personnel comes in whereby I can see that you are impatient because of the admin processes. It's so cumbersome. Pay the bribe so that we can buy time. But with all due respect, you know, mm. the current ANC-led government you know, mm. is confused. Do you know why it's confused? It's because of when you look at the political map or the political spectrum, you cannot be able to clearly identify where does the ANC belong in the political map. When you talk about the TA, you know that the TA is a right-wing party. It believes in private ownership. When you talk about the EFF, you know that the EFF is a scientific socialist party. It believes in the works of Karl Marx, Francis Fanon, and uh, Vladimir Lenin. In terms of in terms of in terms of the book, but not in terms of what they, uh, what, what they are doing, because in they they, they are say they are preaching a gospel, but contrary they are living contrary to that. That's where I'm saying we are confused. That's where the confusion starts. You cannot say that for the EFF. I'm saying for the EFF. I'm responding to the issue of the EFF. Okay, you know why I'm saying you cannot say that with the EFF. Mm. The EFF is a, is, a, is, a, is a party that believes in nationalization. It means we must nationalize each and every key strategic sector of the economy, mm. right? But they are impatient because of they want their process to run outside the confinements of the law. Let's pack that aside. Hence, you can see with illegal land, land invasions. Let's pack that as aside. Ne? Let's come to the ANC. Ne? Mm. You can ask my dear brother here. I dare you to ask him as to what is the political ideology of the ANC. He cannot give you a definitive answer. Why? Because of the ANC is telling us that it is the, a social democratic party. But that ideology on its own, it does not have an economic meaning. When you look at the ANC, ne, there is in their uh, 2017 uh, NASREC resolutions, they said they want, to they want to nationalize the Reserve Bank. Mm. But till day, Till, to, till today, the Reserve Bank it is still in the hands of private owners. Mm. So, how, how can we expect a clear vision and mission whilst we are led by a political party that ideologically is confused? Why? Because of a political ideology. Ne? It, give, it gives credence to the policies and political uh, programs of a particular party. Once you start getting confused political in terms of ideology, you are lost. That's where we are today. We are led okay. by a party that is visionless. We are led by a party that lacks mission. Okay, brother, I gave you more than uh, enough. Yes. Um, I will. <coughs> I, I, I want to come to the ANC. Okay. Because um, the, the the issues that are there. Some of the issues that you, you are mentioning are true. Some of the issues that you are mentioning, uh, it's some, I would say, uh, I, 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 I won't take a, a, a position. But if I were to take a position, I would say some of the statements that you are making, it's you making them because you're a politician. If you were not a politician, you wouldn't say that. But hence I'm saying I won't take a, a stand on this because I need to be neutral. Mm. Uh, it's, 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 it's politics. <coughs> but uh, my leader, going forward, because we, the time it's almost, uh, we're almost there. Uh, but I believe, Guti, this engagement uh, needs more time. Uh, we need to iron out issues, issue by issue. Uh, so that when we make a decision, or when people make decision out there, they make decision based on an informed position. 
based on an informed evidence to say this and this and this and this happened. Uh, some of us have been here for quite a while. Um, we, we, we've been in the community for quite a while. Some of the things that people, you hear people saying things and I'm like, like really? <laughs> uh, I, I remember one day I was asking somebody to say there was an umbrella wing of the ANCU clique called Anton Dembete Award. And then one particular leader getting to power and then that a particular vehicle, uh, 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 there was money there. It's nowhere to be found. And when you ask the pa that particular, <coughs> unfortunately, the leader left <laughs> and opened his own <laughs> political party. When I ask about <laughs> that, people needed hours like they nearly beat me. <laughs> but Masu, yeah. you know I'm very happy because when the ANC lost to the city for the very first time in Johannesburg, mm. <laughs> a mayor candidate for the DA was Mr. Herman Mashaba. Yes. But before I go there, the issue of the councillor selling RTPs, mm. we as the ANC have an internal process. And you touched a little bit on what 92, mm. whereby a former councillor there was disciplined and removed mm. from the seat because the ANC found him guilty. Mm. And the ANC was never scared to go to the elections because we, we were trying to make sure that we are protecting what mm. is there for our people. Mm. Secondly, when Mr. Herman Mashaba became the mayor in Johannesburg, there were projects that were running in Ivory Park. Mm. There was an issue of swimming pool. I remember. There was issues of, of tar roads around Ivory Park. Mm. Not even around Ivory Park, around Johannesburg as a whole. Those projects were stopped because DA never saw it good for people to get service deliveries under Mr. Herman Mashaba. They wanted to some uh, garden. They they then they then went and 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 uh, dealt with us dealt with us where it's more painful. When you speak about Mr. M uh, Brother Mandla, may his soul rest in peace. The youth center when Herman Mashaba came in power. The youth center on that particular day stopped uh, to get services of the city because they believed that young people don't deserve to occupy that space. Mm. Till today, the youth center in Ivory Park depends on the donations of the community because it's not being serviced by the municipality. We are tr we we in 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 terms. Of, of us as the NC to continue giving our people services, particularly young people. We are still trying to rectify the problems that Herman Mashaba caused. You would know, uh, uh, Mr. Masugu, that you would get Wi-Fi in your center. Yeah. Herman Mashaba stopped that. You would know that you would get youth center running our programs with a lot of chairs in that space. The youth center does not have chairs because Herman Mashaba stopped the program of providing the youth center with particular uh, tools that would benefit young people around Johannesburg. Um, look, Bogmasu, uh, as I indicated when I started to say, the ANC-led government is doing a lot. The only thing that we are struggling to do is to popularize that work or those things that we are doing around the community. Mm. 
I've mentioned the issue of the GCRA, whereby young people are getting bursaries year in, year out. Mm. That on its own needs to be out there. Mm. Young people need to know so that young people after metric, they should know that outside NEFSAS, there is GCRA in Gauteng. Yes. Secondly, we as the African National Congress, it's high time we prioritize young people in all our structures mm. so that we prepare for the future that we're speaking about. Because um, we cannot let people like Herman Mashaba to come and play in our space using Abulele too as our brothers. Mm. We, we just can't. So we are saying as the African National Congress, young people must come forward to join the NC Youth League. I'll go and recruit Lele to back <laughs> to the NC Youth League to come and make sure that the issues of the swimming pool around Ivory Park needs to proceed. Young people deserve to swim like Abantona Bagay and Mashaba swimming. Young people in Ivory Park deserve to have the youth center because we are, ha we are having limited uh, uh, facilities that young people can go and do their things. So youth center need to be serviced, and we are doing that since we are in charge of the metro. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Uh, leadership, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Brother Lelitu, yes. um, now I don't want you to respond as a politician. Uh, last bite. <laughs> now I don't want you to respond as a politician. Yes. Um, thank you so much, family, for listening, uh, and thank you so much, guys, for coming. Um, because Young people there, they need help. This country needs to go forward. And the only vehicle for this country to be in existence in 50 years to come as young people. But if young people are hopeless, what will happen to the country? We need young people to do so. So thank you so much. Uh, in a minute, uh, not even a minute. Yeah, in a minute, uh, I'll start with you. In a minute, your last remarks. And then in a minute, in a 60 seconds, last remarks. Okay, thanks, Dr. Masuk. Uh, our country, Dr. Masuk, is running short of leaders who are purpose-driven and mission-driven. It's running short of leaders who are selfless. But we are having leaders who are position and profit-driven. So I understand that uh, our young people need to come to the party, but if they come to the party without having a clear vision as to where are we taking our country, it's useless. Mm. So apart from political affiliations, we need people who are going to take the country forward. Yes. We need people who are going to develop the country ac ac across all the stratas, be it politically, be it economically, be it social. That's all we need. We need ethical leadership. Thank you. Uh, Baba Masu. Yes, um, I, I want to partially agree with Lele too. Um, the future belongs to us. Yes. And if we're going to focus on things that does not even involve us as young people, mm. we're going to find ourselves um, inheriting the country that is just full of dust. Mm. We need to come together as young people. 
we need to work together. We need to even be able to sit down and identify in terms of what is it best that can work for this country. Yes. Because the country belongs to us and no one else. That's it. Wow. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, family. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for coming. And then uh, I can see Guti, you have uh, your family leaders with you. Thank you so much, guys, for accompanying them. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.